0: Today's episode of the Black Flag Podcast is brought to you by Evan Orvath of Solero Commerce. We're coming to you live from the Solero Commerce compound. As always, they've been with us since the very beginning. If you want a small business that accepts debit or credit cards, you got to check them out. Contact Evan Orvath or get in touch with one of us. and We'll get you a free second opinion on your current merchant service provider.
1: Also, if you're tired of all those ad reads and random crap that shows up when you're looking to buy or sell your car parts, Rhino Classifieds was created just for you. Welcome to a streamlined buying and selling app created by racers for racers and race fans. Modified cars, classic cars, race cars, that special big block you need, the trailer you move to move your baby around the country in, we got you at Rhino Classifieds. Go to rhino.co, R-Y-N-O, now and sign up for a free account post for free and get a free chance to win a badass UTV.
0: Today's episode is also brought to you by planbsales.com and diecast.com. If you're looking for any diecasts or any other NASCAR memorabilia, be sure to check them out. Use promo code BFP123 for free shipping on orders over $20. Rad Keselowski is going to be showing the black flag. It's the black flag podcast.
1: Every fucking week. Fuck I hate my fucking job. Race analysis. Yeah we're only girls pull hair so. He forgets that if they changed the rules and took the champions provisional away, he wouldn't have been able to race the last two years so. Uh... Occasional alcohol consumption.
0: Jimmy Johnson is on pit road because I think he's the
1: leader. And calling people on their shit. It refrains me from not beating the shit out of you right now because you ask me stupid questions. This week's black flag podcast is now in session. Hey we had some Matt, we beat him, so it's all good. All right, boys and girls, welcome to episode 119 of the Black Flag Podcast. As always, I am Charlie Sanborn at CSanborn, I, I, I across the table for me is brad sauce you're at bsauce96 together we are at black flag pod on all things social media that's an instagram account that's a twitter account on facebook but most importantly we are on the patreon app so head on over to your google play store apple play store whatever the fuck it may be look up uh black flag podcast on patreon and that's good for 20 percent off all merchandise some exclusive content and just uh just all around decent way to get a hold of us and talk to us and do whatever the hell it is that you want to do with us Uh, That being said, this is, again, episode 119. We are back in the Solero Commerce compound. We are at the broken-ass wooden table that we have done so many of these shows from before. Uh, And we have quite a bit to talk about, I feel. Bradley, you, you went down to Connecticut. I was local at Beechridge. I got to do some cool things in a NASCAR race car, my car, bush car, whatever the fuck you want to call it. And you got to hang out with some pretty important people that are way cooler than all of us.
0: Yeah, um, I don't. So when the SRX race was f- like first announced, I was like, this is an event, an event I cannot miss. Um, right. And then obviously, well, I guess not obviously, they're having a, a the open 80 show at Stafford that Friday, uh, the Friday before this past Friday, obviously, and, and I was like, well, I might as well go for that as well. So I made a whole weekend out of it went down to Stafford Friday afternoon. Um, got there just in time to get uh, really intoxicated with all of our Connecticut pals and end up back crashing on uh, Scene Foster's house, uh, at, at his house, on his couch. Um, comfy couch. Oh, yeah. Real comfy yeah. couch. Big fan. Great spot. And obviously, we, we ended the night with Calzones and actually... Uh,
1: As you do actually when sleeping at Scene Foster's house.
0: Scene at one point got to a stop sign after the, leaving for Calzones and looks to the right and sees an insomnia cookies. Well, <laughs> oh, we also ended up with uh, ice cream sandwiches with a couple two three cookies and uh, yeah that that ended up being uh, the night nightly ritual for the night after that as well Um, so I think that from now on it's gonna be calzones and cookies so uh, I'm gonna be very very fat by the end of the uh, Connecticut racing season but um, yeah Friday obviously great night Stafford puts on a hell of a show hell of a weekly show but Saturday was was the night that uh, the the day I guess that uh, I'd been looking forward to for a little while it came very recently we learned that um, uh, we're gonna end up having credentials Charlie obviously racing, so I I reached out to sh- to our res- resident Connecticut correspondent Sean and was like, "Hey, do you want to fill in for Charlie?
1: If there's ever a fill-in to be had." Sean Foster is it? Right. Yeah. For for anybody. He's just the, he's the guy. He he just is the guy.
0: Yeah. I I just I don't know. It seemed like it was a no-brainer to just have him fill in and and uh, he was he was on board with it. So, we uh, reached out to Speed 51, uh, said that everything was all Straight and straightforward. We were gonna just walk up and get credentials, and I didn't know who was gonna have them because uh, my friend Tyler Johnson was there as well. Um, and I was gonna have him run the socials while Sean and I kind of did did the did our own deal, interviewing drivers.
1: And um, apparently, that was not the case. No,
0: no. So <laughs>
1: th- <laughs> for something as big as what the Camping yeah. World SRX series is or has been proclaimed to be. I feel like you getting into the racetrack should not have been as big of an issue as it was. No, it, 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 it I don't know. Like basically uh, going into the the parking lot at, at the,
0: you know, well, so Just fire if, off. We, <laughs> fuck them. No. So we, we show up, right. And I have no idea who has credentials. I am pretty sure that Sean and I have credentials. I do not know if Tyler has credentials. So I start reaching out to our, our media outlets, um, who talk to speed 51 for us, um, basically. And, they're like, well, they, no, you, they said that you you had everything figured out. You you knew what was going on. And I'm like, well, if that's the case, then that means that Sean Tyler and I have credentials because I talked to Emily at Speed 51. She told me to email names. I emailed the three names. Didn't hear another word at all for the whole week. It's part of the course. That was the last thing that I heard. So I was like, well, I know Sean and I must because at one point, Brandon Paul said something about um, having a cameraman coming to record us. And so I'm like, all right, so it, it's going to be Sean and I, at least. So we get up to the credential booth. <laughs> Last
1: time we were told we'd have a cameraman, we were holding a cord, or we were handed a cord and said, go film it with your cell phone. So anyway, carry on. Yeah, I just,
0: I, I don't know. I Basically, we show up, we get to the booth, we try to, you know, we walk up confidently, like, hey, you know, we should have credentials, we should be under the list, um, under Speed 51. And they were like, we don't have anyone from Speed 51 on here. And I was like, okay, um, that's bizarre because maybe we're not the 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 higher ups at speed fifty one that should be here. <laughs> Sorry anyone. we don't work for C B S yeah like yeah. <laughs> so basically they were like we have no one there and I'm or no one on the list and I'm like, Oh great. So now at this point it's it's all three of us standing like right outside the credential booth and they are they're they're basically the I think the owner of the track, one of the roots is trying to find out who is supposed to be on the list. Well, eventually an SRX guy comes up and goes, is everything all right? Like everything going going well? And we're like, no, we, we're we supposed to have credentials, but they said that we're not on the list. Um, they said, in fact, they don't have anyone from Speed 51 on the list. So that means that even our camera guy who actually works for Speed 51, it's not on the list. Um, and so they were just like, oh, no, you, you guys, you guys are fine. You guys are good to go basically just gave us wristbands we walked in we could have been anyone we weren't but (laughs) (laughs) we could have been uh so we walked around it was cool just you know just walking by all these guys that i grew up watching on tv and i had such bad anxiety about the whole event for the whole entire week but then saturday morning i woke up and it just turned to excitement rather than anxiety i wasn't really all that nervous wasn't all that nervous until it got down to walking up to greg biffle who was the first interview and being like greg you have the nicest car in the pit area (laughs) and just like not knowing how he was going to react to that. And, um, I didn't know necessarily how to start the interview or end the interview because that's a youth thing usually. Um, so I very quickly learned that it didn't really matter how I ended them.
1: I I would have started the Greg Biffle interview off with saying that my mother, uh, whom doesn't NASCAR race car really, at all, she she'll watch it in the background because she knows that I enjoy it. She knows that we enjoy it. She knows that that's our thing. But she she couldn't tell you what what direction they go on the racetrack. She that's just my mother. Uh, but I remember very long ago, she she could have sworn and would have bet the house that the announcer had called him Craig Nipple. <laughs> <laughs> So I, I probably would have uh, had made a play off of that, but like, hey, so uh, what's it like being the only guy that was you know uh, pronounced Craig Nipple in my household instead of Greg Biffle uh, and gone from there? But uh, you did a great job. You you seemed you seemed to take a hold of it.
0: Yeah, it was it, it ended up being better than I thought. But but Sean and I it was something that we run into a lot is that there's only one microphone, so you have yes. the driver in the middle. So usually at like short tracks, there's the cars are awfully loud. And you can't hear anything, so I can see your mouth moving, and I can see the driver's mouth moving, and in that, like, my my brain is like the monkey with cymbals, right. and I'm basically just like, there's so many noises going on, I don't know what like, to even do with my hands, so basically, I usually just stand there, and then you put the mic in my face, and like with, when we interviewed Joey Pohl, yes. I just said dilly dilly, because I didn't know what was said, I didn't, it was, it was loud, it was confusing, so Sean and I, basically on the drive there, we hadn't really talked about what we were going to do, but... Sean's like, if we only have one mic, it's kind of tough for us to really know. Like, I don't. He, basically, he didn't want me to stick the mic in his face when we were recording, or, like interviewing someone, and have him not have anything to say. Um, and that's something that we run into quite a bit. So, uh, as, as
1: silly as it looks on TV now, when we, we see these interviews on Pit Row where. All three of them are wearing headsets. They all have microphones. You're like, that looks stupid. Well, now it makes a lot of fucking sense yeah. because you literally can't hear Dick, right? Especially if there's something going on on the racetrack. Yeah.
0: So it's it was very basically Sean at the at one point said he was just going to raise his hand, um, which would have been <laughs> hilarious to do on camera. But it, it turned into when we first got there, it was it was hard because we got there. Say. Right. Yes. Um, we got there right before the practices were starting, so they ended up all over on Pit Road. So all these cars are lined up. All the drivers very quickly got into their cars and were strapped in. Well, there was still like 15 minutes before practices start, so it's like, do you, do you go up and interview them in the car? Because that's fucking weird. Fuck them. Um, yes. And so we're standing there waiting. Practice starts rolling. They have a couple minutes or a couple, like two, three practices or whatever, and then the drivers start getting out of their car. And we didn't know who to go interview first, but then Willie T. Ribbs and Paul Tracy are sitting on the wall together. Well, Sean goes, well, let's go interview them. So Sean takes the mic and we walk over and we're standing there waiting while well, they're talking. And like, I think uh, PR people or some sort of someone was talking to them. And um, then Willie T just gets up and walks by us. And then it was just Paul Tracy. And so that's when I turned around and I was like, well, let's get Greg Biffle. Cause I saw <laughs> Greg Biffle, like walking down the pit area and he was standing there talking to Danica Patrick. And so it's, me, Greg Biffle, and Danica Patrick standing in an awkward triangle, awkward triangle where Greg is talking about his experience at, as on the you racetrack would
1: at Stafford, Connecticut. Right, of all exactly. places. Exactly. Danica's
0: right? talking about like something that happened to her at Dover back in the day, and I'm just standing there with a microphone, like, "Hello, <laughs> you're pretty. <laughs> I'm here." <laughs> That Go Those GoDaddy commercials were awfully misleading when I was a child. Oh, um, oh my God. Yes, they were. And so I, basically that's when I stuck the mic in Greg Biffle's face. Sean was standing there, and then we interviewed Paul Trace or whatever, and then it turned into just me with Helio, Elio, Helium if you will, and Tony and
1: helium castration or whatever. Yeah, his name is. Yeah. yeah. So,
0: and and a decision had to be made because I was, I thought Michael Waltrip would be one of, if not the best interview if I was to get him. Um, and I was ch- not chasing him, but I was following him down pit road and I was going to go ask him to be interviewed. And then I saw Helio come over behind me and I'm like, I got to get, it's Elio, but I got to get Elio. I, it, his name, I, I'll say it differently every single time, just on purpose, which was yes. great because the minute that I said four-time Indy 500 champion, I was going to say Elio Castroneves, and he just went, say it again. And I'm like, yes, four-time. And then that's when I was like, Uh, oh, between the two of us, you know.
1: right?" We each I saw got, that. That was we each, clever. We
0: each got four. Yeah. So, uh, And then luckily at the end of the night, because it was weird, he was wearing a mask. I didn't know how the interview would go. At the end of the night, uh, Amanda Fuller really wanted a picture with him. And then I figured I might as well. Cause he wasn't wearing a mask. And uh, if there was anyone I was going to ask to get a picture with, it's the guy that just won an Indy 500 for the fourth time two weeks ago. And uh real fall from grace. Now he's standing on pit road with me with a mic in his face, but you'll have that. You'll have that. It was a great day. And just the experience it was crazy. Just showing up. It, it felt like, like we beat COVID. Um, <laughs> like you showed up and it was quite, it was like a, it was like a NASCAR environment, but it wasn't, it was, uh, it was obviously at Stafford, Connecticut. So it's like, it's almost cooler that way. Um just the way everything was set up and then right before like the race started if you looked around and just saw how many fucking people were there, it was like holy shit. Like this is not only is the place completely packed as far, like as, you know, as, to capacity obviously. Parking lot to capacity obviously. It was just it was a very well put together show. Um, even having the all-star race before, the only thing was that there was a huge amount of time in between the all-star race, which actually was good because ended up uh, at the campers drinking beers um, between the all-star mod race and the SRX deal. It was uh, super cool to see Mike Christopher and uh, Mike Jr. Mike Christopher Jr. went out there and won the all-star race. That was badass. Um, and he made a hell of a move going into turn one. He passed five cars. He started restarted fifth. And uh, I think they had a 10-lap segment or something like that and ended up coming out of turn two in the lead. Um, So it was pretty cool to see. And then, obviously, the SRX deal actually went off. The race was better than any, I think, better than I anticipated. A lot of people were on the same page. They kind of thought with 12 cars, it's going to get really strung out. It's going to be, you know, it's not going to be that interesting. Well, it was pretty interesting. I mean, Doug Colby was the fastest car all day. Uh, I think that anyone as he should have been. and anyone would have picked him to win. I think um, even when I interviewed Tony, Tony was talking about how he was going to win basically. And um, other than that, Greg Biffle was the, the the next best thing, I guess. And they put on a hell of a show. Um, and they, there wasn't, it wasn't like someone just drove away with it. There was a lot of, you know, beating and banging and a lot of guys that ended up backwards into the wall and it was fun. I'm sure I'd, I'm eager to go back and look at the highlights on TV. Cause I'm sure that, with the way that it was set up they probably made a hell of a broadcast out of it then again i didn't get to see it yet but yeah it was exceeded expectations for sure it was cool to see all those guys um would have been nice we we were on the chase not necessarily because the uh cameraman ian there um he uh basically we we went to go get food because i didn't eat breakfast or lunch so it's like three in the afternoon sean and i went to go get food went to the the packy to get some beers and uh then when we came back, we were like, oh, let's go find Michael Waltrip. We're well, are in the middle of an autograph session, and there was like about 15,000 people waiting for autographs. And so it was going to be impossible to try to get them – we had a mic in their face right after in the middle of the fan zone. So we ended up going back to the garage, and uh, they all drove by us. But um, we, we didn't have the microphone at the time, so we weren't able to interview him. Would have liked to got him and uh, just – Bill Elliott for me just for just because he's awesome, Bill. And he was one of my favorites growing up. And now I like his kids. So um, was was cool. Very cool. I'm glad that we got five interviews done. Um, Would have liked to get more. But
1: hey, you know, that's what next time's for.
0: Yeah. Well, that's the thing is I don't know if there will be a next time. <laughs> yeah, we'll that's we'll see. That's the thing is like I'm sitting there like this is so crazy. Like this is the inaugural event. All these guys that I grew up watching and, and I'm freaking out like because you have two sides of the spectrum, right? Like 99 percent of the people are. I'm I'm sitting there like telling them that this is gonna happen, and they're like, dude, that's like once in a lifetime opportunity. That's so cool. Like I went out to dinner with my dad, and he's like, that is actually really cool. that like, you're gonna be able to do that. My dad doesn't even like NASCAR, doesn't like it, doesn't know any of these guys, whatever. And I'm like, yeah, it's, it's like badass. But I almost wanted someone to say something like Riley did Friday when I called her on my drive down, and I said, hey, like I'm like it just came up in conversation. I'm like, I'm pretty like anxious, like pretty nervous for like Saturday to come for tomorrow. I'm, I'm interviewing all these guys like that. I grew up watching when I was a kid and, and she just goes, yeah, they're not going to remember who you are tomorrow. And I'm like, thank you so much because everyone, like I was hyped up, hyped up, hyped up. And everyone like was hyping me up more and more and more and more. And then she said that. And I was just like, actually you make it, make a pretty good point. Cause they definitely will not remember me. Um, and if they did remember me, I probably did something really stupid. So I don't think I did. It actually went way better than I thought. Um, but yeah, would like to do it again. I think. I, I had a little bit of FOMO. Not gonna lie. Yeah, I, w- I
1: wish yeah. I got to partake.
0: Yeah, I kind of figured that, that would be the case. It was, yeah. A lot of people were asking where you were at, and I was like, "He's NASCARing right now."
1: Yep. <laughs> so how was that? <laughs> it was good. It was good. Uh, we. It's been a whole build-up for sure. Uh, everybody heard the whole Hickory deal. We we got to experience that. My first ever Super Late Model start it was a pass race. Did the E.C. running 148 in my circumstance, but uh, uh, basically ripped the whole race car apart after that. Got it prepared, getting ready for this Granite State race at Beechridge. Uh, was kind of kind of blown up into uh, a thing where. Yeah, you know, we had the Speed fifty one article, we had this, that, the other thing, like yeah, you know, and just like you were talking about, like you were getting like anxious and like spun up about it a little bit. It's like maybe this is a bigger deal than I thought about, like thought that it actually was. And uh you know, I've been going to Beechurch every every week this year. It's it's you know, like we talked about, it's my little sandbox, it's my place that I've gone to forever and raced at forever and you know, this was gonna be a big deal for me and every week this year everybody's like where's your, where's your car where's your car where's your car where's your car well you know you have two race cars why aren't you racing you know this that the other thing and you know that that gets to you after a little while it's like they, they kind of make a fucking point like i have two race cars and i haven't been able to race this year whether it be because of finances or you know trying to be eligible for a certain you know awards or whatever or points it, it, it doesn't matter there's just certain things that prevented us from being able to race this year and you know, we, we've done this whole build up to the granite state race. I'm like, Holy fuck. Like it's put up or shut up at this point. And, uh, finally got all the ducks in a row, got the race car to the racetrack. We tested on Friday. Things were actually, I was very happily surprised on Friday. Um, I was expecting 112% to be completely out to lunch, just not even be able to make the corner land on two rod road, flip it and start over. And, uh, that was certainly not the case. We were running competitive times, and then I was like, all right, I think we have something for Saturday. And, uh, you know, and just kind of went back to the shop, got more ducks in a row and, uh, just brought the truck and trailer there, left it overnight. We were literally the first one through the gate. You know, that's, that's, that's where I was at. I'm late for literally everything, everything. Yeah. <laughs> like if I had to shit, I'd probably be late for that somehow. Um, but we were the first one through the gate. Uh, I got to the pit pad i was by myself for the first couple hours um which got me again a little bit more spun up a little bit more anxious and finally some help started coming through the gate and i had more and more hands as the hours went on and um you know i i just we we made some adjustments after friday and we shouldn't have made them and i we probably knew that before we did it but we are so green to the super late model game that we were just trying stuff to this now okay well now we know don't do that or do this or don't you know whatever and um uh, we we started saturday off behind the eight ball a little bit more so than we probably needed to be but uh went out for qualifying embarrassed myself in qualifying we ran literally 12th quick in the third practice which then Set the lineup for qualifying, so they went slowest to fastest. we were mid-pack. That I was happy with that. That we weren't. We didn't suck by any means, and um, went out for qualifying. Drove it like a sports series car. Drove it like a complete fucking idiot, and I <laughs> timed in 22nd out of 24 cars. Uh, it's the second time I've ever time trialed in my entire life. Botched it worse than you could ever possibly imagine. Uh, started last in my heat picked up one spot in the heat race. So once the feature came around, we started 19th out of 24 cars. I was like, well, we can't really fuck this up any more than we already have. So we can only go forward. And um, like I said, we unfucked everything that we had started the day off with and fired off. And it was actually pretty not bad. Like, um, you know, granted, I have 7 trillion laps around Beatridge, which might have played into our favor a little bit. But uh, the car was doing everything I I wanted it to do for the most part again, still learning it but um we were we were all so close like we were you'd get to somebody's tail try to pass them couldn't quite make it happen still you know same thing with people behind me like they'd get to my tail try to pass me couldn't make it happen usually um and then you know we we ran we picked up several spots picked up a couple through attrition too and then all of a sudden maddie's like all right we're running like 12th i was like excuse me like that shouldn't be happening at all and um you know, unfortunately we were like 65 laps into the 150 lap race and uh red flag comes out. I'm coming off a two, you know, during green and I see a big old, big old fucking wreck going into three at Beatridge. And for those that don't know, there's no walls basically on the, the ends of the racetrack Do you have a front stretch wall and a back stretch wall. But if you miss turn one and whatever you there's no wall, or if you miss turn three, there's no wall. Um, but you have the backstretch wall and then there's like an opening to get onto the racetrack from the dirt pit area behind the track. And then you have like another little wall and that little wall is actually protecting like, I don't know, eight, nine or 10, you know, pit stalls. And, um, I come off of two Brandon Barker and Billy Rogers got into it a little bit and Billy hit all of, all of it. He like, people were saying like that they felt it through the ground when he hit the wall. And I come off of two and I saw, I was like, that was, that was fucking big. Like that, something bad certainly just happened. And, uh, you know, you, you, you just keep going until you're told that either the yellow's out or whatever. And yellow came out immediately. Then the red was out. And my the 11, 12 years of racing full size race cars. Now there's only like two red flags I've ever been a part of ever, um, and one of them was the one or two times I ever raced a Wizkid car, uh, where someone was very, very seriously injured. And then the second time was when Frank Ware flipped in a sports series race. So I was like, okay, so like those are the only other two times I can recall that I've ever been a part of a red flag. Something big obviously just happened. So, uh, I guess Billy needed a second to get out of the race car needed the, needed the meat wagon, went to the hospital, cut him, cut him out of his fire suit. Thankfully he's fine now, but Um, race car is completely garbage. Um, start like basically throw it out, start over. Um, but I'm sitting there under the red flag and I'm gathering my bearings. We, we had just gone like 62, 65 laps, whatever under green, which is, that's a long run. I'm not used to that. And uh, I'm grabbing my water bottle, just kind of refreshing myself, talking to the guys on the radio. And, And I had this moment. I'm looking at looking out the windshield. Fucking Travis Benjamin is sitting in front of me on the racetrack three-time 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 oxford 250 champion has done damn near all that there is to do in super late model racing and we're battling for like 12th place i'm like i what that doesn't make sense um so that was that was pretty cool uh kind of keyed that up on the mic i was like fucking travis benjamin is in front of me on the racetrack right now like and like we were catching him too before the yellow came out so, um, you know, that that was kind of a boost of confidence there. And, again, we weren't running for the lead by any means. We weren't running, you know, top five, nothing like that. But for for our little program to have a little Harbor Freight, you know, green rolly cart for $200 to be our entire pit station on the infield of Beech Ridge and to be running, you know, right alongside with Travis Benjamin, Alan Tardif was behind me. And, um, you know, I just had to keep kind of reminding myself the situation I was in. Like, Matt would be like, all right, three back to the nine you know, three and a half back to the nine. I'm like, who the fuck is the nine? Oh fuck. That's Alan Tardif. Like this guy's won championships at Oxford. He's won races all over the place. He comes in with a stacker trailer. Like we shouldn't be running with these people. Um, which kind of goes back on the thing in my mind of, you know, I thought we were going to be totally, totally out to lunch. And I was just very satisfied with the fact that we didn't look completely stupid qualifying. I looked like an asshole, but, um, the rest of it, I was pretty happy with our effort. And, uh, you know, you know, towards the end, started battling with like Devin, Devin O'Connell, um, the twenty-one there, a lot of guys, and you know, I was running with Joey Doiron. Joey Doiron and I were running side by side at one point, and um, it was just very cool. It was very cool to be a part of that. Um, it made me feel like we finally do belong. Uh, we have a very long way to go. I'm not stupid. I'm not naive. I know that we have a lot to learn. We have a lot to prove, um, and there's a lot of things that we need to acquire and you know, get some more resources and knowledge and things and hands on the race car to be able to figure out what we need to figure out. But I don't think we are as far off as I had originally thought that we were going to be. So that was very, very cool. But more importantly, Rusty Poland, love Russell to death. Uh, that boy works his balls off. We all know that I see it every day when we go to the race shop. Uh, he goes and works 10, 11 hours a day at work and then goes to the race shop and works until, you know, he has to go to bed. So uh, I see him do that. I see him do a lot of things by himself. He's got a good crew behind him. He's got you know his grandfather. He's got you know Bobby this past weekend, Charlie Bucks, and all these other guys, all all cro- close friends, our own little little group that we have here. And uh, Rusty goes out there and just has a solid fucking day. He goes out there and he was second quick in practice, which then sets the field for qualifying. He qualifies like fourth, top five or ten or something, fucking whatever. Redraw. He redraws the pole. So, Rusty goes out there, and in my first ever super late model race at Beech Ridge Motor Speedway, in a complete full circle moment for me, he goes out there, starts leading laps. I'm like, that's fucking really cool. Rusty's leading laps. I'm in this race. Um, he gets shuffled back a little bit, works his way back up to third, rides, rides, rides. He brings home a trophy. And, like, good for Rusty. Good on that whole crew there. Like, I love all those guys. I, you know, I was literally just at Bobby's house today, you know, sitting in the pool with all those guys. And, um, you now it just goes to show... As long as you, if it's something that you want, it's something that you want to do. It's something that you, you crave or something that you strive to achieve. There's absolutely no reason why you can't make it happen. And I think Rusty is an epitome of that. I think myself, I I am a, a good example of that, where I had no business being in that race last night, but somehow some way I figured out how to do it. And we were there and, uh, you know, I, I was towards the end, we were struggling a little bit, you know, we, we got into it with the, the 21 there and I, I, would, you know, I would fire off so loose on restarts that um, I would kind of give some people a hole, and then I try to fill it, and then I smoked the right front off and um, started chattering with about twenty to go. But I think we ended up finishing like thirteenth, something like that, uh, which not bad for my second ever touring race or um, everything as a team there. But uh, it, it was pretty cool to just be running with those guys, and then um, I brought it down to the infield there just so we could get our measurements after the race and. I said, you know, guys, just just measure the stagger, get tire temp, stuff like that, just so we have notes. You know, we have we have nothing at this point. Um, so I got out of the car. I was exhausted. I I I I let I did every lap. Never got never got lap. So that was my first complete 150 lap race. Uh, never won a lap down. So that was cool. And uh, I just sat on the guardrail there for a minute, and I just kind of kind of you know like Noah when he wrecked out of the the duels there. He took a second to get back into the meat wagon before they pulled him into the infield and he's like there everybody's like what are you doing? And I was I was like I just needed a moment. I just needed a moment to kind of soak it all in. Um you know, I got to look around just realize what we had just done and it was very 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 cool. Um my dad should have been there. That that was that was hard. I had a moment uh sitting on the pit road there just by myself. That's all I wanted. I just I asked Carl even, you know, Carl Medeiros and family, they all made an effort to come up and help out. That was really cool then too. Um, But I was like, Hey Carl, can you just drive this back, back out back to the pit area for me? And he's like, yeah, man, I can do that. So he, he goes out back there and everybody's pushing our stuff back. And I just sat on the guardrail there and just looked around. I was like, this, that was pretty fucking cool. Um, And uh, just, you know, I wish my dad was there. I wish, you know, everything was a little bit different, but um, very glad we got to do it. Very glad that we have a future in the sport at the level that we deserve to be at. Um, we're building a log here. We're building a notebook. And as long as we can get some more resources and more knowledge and just learn the things that we need to learn, um, and go after it, I I don't see any reason why we, we can't be competitive in the future. Um, is it going to be next week? Probably not, but we'll, we'll be there. And I'm, I'm bound and determined to make sure that we will have good runs in that car. We will be competitive in a super light model and uh i'm just excited for the future i am and that goes along with not only the racing and everything but the show as well you know two years ago when we what two years now is it two three uh yeah two and a half january 2019 i believe so january 2019 when we first started this you this started off a snapchat if you asked me if you thought that this would be a good idea i said yeah fuck it i am fully fully, fully convinced that if that had never happened, you would not be wearing a shirt that says Camping World Series S R X. Oh, no. <laughs> and Definitely got to not. got to interview Elio Castro Neves last night or two nights ago, whatever the fuck it was. And I wouldn't have raced a super late model twice now. It yeah. just, it wouldn't yeah. have happened. No. It just, it, no. And that's wild to me. That's in, that's it it just doesn't make sense really. But uh this show means a lot to me that racing means a lot to me. Last night was very, very special to me. And uh I just I am so excited to be able to carry that on. We're gonna get the Sports Series car ready now to do the Beechridge Wiscasset fucking extravaganza, whatever the fuck they're calling it. Um so now we're gonna have two race cars ready. I think that's gonna be pretty fucking cool too, where the little kid who got to eat chicken nuggets in the stands with his grandmother watching my dad race, that was never that was never a plan. That was never what was supposed to happen but that's where we're at and that's pretty pretty fucking cool to me
0: yeah it seems like it was a pretty successful weekend all around yeah a lot lot of our it was
1: for not only you and i but obviously great to see rusty have some success yeah very very well deserved i'm so Um, proud of that fucking kid i really am yeah Um, smithers smithers wins the sport series race i love that Um, adam lovejoy We we even like an adam lovejoy we do i don't i don't dislike an adam lovejoy by any means i like an adam lovejoy he won the wildcat race, right? Yeah, yeah. He goes out, wins a wildcat race. All the friends did well. Brandon Lazat wins the the beetlebug race. Oh we, yeah, we first got, week with stickers on the car too. He thought he was week. gonna thought he was gonna flip. No, nope. we had uh in the my infield pit crew was Eric Rubino, who is the newest addition to Charlie Sanborn VIP Tires and Service in Gorham, Maine. Uh, <laughs> we had josh Hodgson, matt Hodgson, and carl medeiros with my 200 hundred dollar green harbor freight roll cart <laughs> that was my entire pit area on uh, in the infield uh so that was really cool matt Hodgson is the reason why i'm in full-size cars and no one will ever be able to convince me otherwise because i was still racing go-karts when he went up to my dad and asked him what he did with his old wildcat and if he had never asked him that that would have never been pulled out of the woods and turned into a mad bomber if i never raced mad bombers i never would have met george um George Libby uh, and, and Chris Smith. Well, I knew Chris Smith, but I never would have met George Libby. George and my dad made friends. My dad bought the car off of George. I ran Sports Series for 10 years after that. Uh, we make a podcast. I get a strange phone call. Here we are. It's it's yeah. very weird if you shrink well, it down to that, but well, the, the, it's the so thing, wild.
0: The thing that's so crazy to me is that uh, I would say that sitting here right now, probably, well, let's just say I think that probably – I don't know. Good handful of my best friends. I don't know. I can't really put a number on it. I can't put a percentage on it. But, but my friends that I you know see week in, week out, people that I talk to daily, um, I didn't know any of them two years ago when we started a podcast. Um, I don't know if I knew many, like more than like five people from Connecticut even to begin with. Didn't really know many people from Massachusetts. To uh, I don't think
1: I forgot Connecticut was a state.
0: Yeah. I just <laughs> I, I just knew I fucking hated it because of the traffic. And the people that live there, and most of the people that live there, (laughs) a a good majority of the people that that don't race cars, yeah, that don't that have never been to Thompson or Stafford. Um, But yeah, no, it's like, and now that those are the people that I go and hang out with all the friends, and people are always like, "Well, you could just watch it on TV," and I'm like, "Okay, could? It's not the same. It's no, it's not only it, not the same. Flow Racing puts on a great, great
1: uh, Stafford product, but it's just like you." no, it's flow not. racing, speed fifty one, CBS, Fox Sports, uh, NBC Sports—they all have their place. Their places for those that can't be at the racetrack. Yeah, it is never a substitute to not go to the racetrack, though. Right. Um. You know, it's convenient, it's cool, but you will never get the atmosphere. You'll never get the fields. You'll never get the sound, sights, smells, all of that as sitting in the stands or being in the car or being on the pit road or whatever. You'll never, that it's never a substitute for those things. Um, and I just, I cannot ever express enough. And I, so we, I know we say it all the fucking time, but if you have the opportunity to go to the racetrack, go, just go, just go. Literally yesterday we had Kyle Smith, nine, four, nine productions makes, makes, some of the coolest fucking racing products I've ever seen in my life. He makes these videos, these incredible montage videos of any race that he goes to. He just bolts cameras on cars and he, he spends literally 15, 16, 17 hours editing these videos to make just an incredible montage. And last night he had cameras on my car, Rusty's car, and you're going to get the full feel of what yesterday was all about and kyle had never been to beach Ridge before and he said dude this place is fucking cool like this is this is so i mean, he was just so excited he was like a little kid and yeah. i've never seen him like that and that was so cool to see to just have him be a part of it and be like dude i want you to experience all these things because you've been such a supporter of us we we love everything that 949 is about like just come with us just do it do whatever you want and he's like well is it okay if i do this can i put a camera he's like dude do whatever the fuck you want i don't care you're the guy you're the guy and people appreciate that when you, you want to give them the, the appreciation back that they've always given you. And that it was just so cool to see. And the place was fucking packed last night too. You said Stafford was back. That makes sense. Uh, but Beechridge, the pits, there was 120 race cars in the pit area last night. Something, it was something crazy like that. And the pit stands were full. The bar was full. The grandstands had a ton of people in them too. Like, it was it was an atmosphere like it was a it was a touring race at beach ridge motor speedway that i got to always watch growing up but then all of a sudden i was like holy fuck i'm in the show like i'm in the race and that was it was just so fucking cool to be a part of that and to bring it back home after everything that happened down south and at hickory and all that stuff rebuild the car and have some more partners come on you know we had Fatheads, we had rhino classifieds we had Mamba media we had hudson speedway we had chasing the checkered we had uh you know all these you know portland limousine all these things all over the race car uh that just never would have happened if we had never done this uh and that's it's just it's this short story long it's just pretty fucking cool yeah i uh i i'm
0: starting so back when we talk like probably first year that we did this we, we listed off the you know our, our favorite racetracks around or whatever um obviously at that time i'd only been to stafford once literally before this year i had only been to stafford one time um i've already been five times this year gonna keep going back um whenever i can gonna go to thompson on uh, uh, this wednesday i believe as well um just can't get enough of those tracks and, and i thought it was cool listening to door bumper clear this week um Freddie Kraft had brought up the fact. Freddie Kraft is from the the Riverhead Raceway area, and uh, I guess his, his lady friend there is from the Stafford area. Uh, it's her home track, I guess. And Freddie said, that, you know, there's there's no better short track in the country than Stafford Speedway, and um, I would have to agree. I, I can't I can't just the, the I don't know, like, not only the atmosphere, but the fact that you can show up, like, I I said this a couple weeks ago, I I used to be, or I still really am, if I'm going to the race, I'm going to see every single lap, I'm going to be sitting there in my seat for the heat races, I want to see literally everything, get the whole experience, but it's so much different when you have a bar with TVs on it, when you have to take a piss, but the pissers have TVs above them, like, what, it's like what, and it's it's like a fucking fair atmosphere in, yeah. in, inside there, it's so crazy. I, um, and I, it, there's the car count, everything from that,
1: and you know, it's just. I think at this point though, like it's so hard to rank, because every racetrack that we have gone to so far, they have their own thing. Do you know what I mean? They they have yep. their own thing that makes it what it is. Uh, Stafford TVs, you know that it's it's a fair, like you said, it, it's just an atmosphere. You go to Thompson, that place is just bad to the bone, fast racetrack. It's crazy. There's so much history there. Uh, You want to go out and party? Well, if you're partying in the parking lot, the parking lot is also part of a road course that the racetrack is also. You know what I mean? Like that, it's just, it's its own vibe. It's just like racetracks are like bars. They They all have their own vibes. You go to certain bars because you like the vibe there. You go to certain racetracks because you like the vibe there. You know, Oxford, it it's one of those places where that's the Oxford 250. That's our Daytona 500. That's fucking cool. You go to Beatridge, as far as I'm concerned, one of the nicest facilities I've ever been to, period. End of story. Um, there's so much history there as well. Um, it, it's its its own layout where you're sitting in the grandstands and you see race cars come like at you from the backstretch from the pit area. That's just cool to me. Uh, we've been to Riverhead now where – that's it's it's its own vibe you miss turn two you land in the christmas train shop you know what i mean like it's um it's just a badass little short track and there's just so many different things to all these different racetracks that we that's why we're here that's why we urge you to go to these places because you need to experience these things all these these track bashing or whatever my racetrack's better than yours that that's cool in terms of like having pride for your place but they're, they're all there for a reason. They're all there for us to go and enjoy and there for us to just pack the stands. And especially on these weekends where there are big shows or big races, we want to come support you too. You know what I mean? It's it's not one is better than the other necessarily, but it's, it's that we all want them to be there so that we have places to go, you know, that there's not very often that new racetracks are being built. I, I couldn't tell you the last small short track that was built recently. Uh, the only thing I can really think about is maybe Wiscasset was bought out, and they've improved it. And every time I go there, there's something new there, something improved, and that's cool. The Jordan family's done an incredible job of it, Wiscasset. Um, but it, it, it's these one of these things that you have to keep alive, and they're they're all they're not even really competing against each other. That you need to work together, and it, it's it's one of those things where, like I said, you just need to you need to have pride in your place, but you need to also you know, promote as much as possible. And that's what we're here for. We love it. We love going to, we, we, we've been to Daytona this year too. We've been to the all the big stuff. We've been to the little stuff. We've been to everything in between. And I, I just fucking love it. I just, I love what we do.
0: I, I can't wait to get Freddie craft on the show. Cause he, he we did have a uh, quite Twitter thread uh, going on Monday. And that did uh, happen. I said that, you know, I agreed with Freddie Stafford is the best short track around. And he he said in the country, I would go as far as to say that just solely based on the fact that I've, you know, I guess, I don't know if he's, I feel like if he's saying that he knows way more than I do. Um, and I would just tend to agree because I think in the Northeast, it is the, the best facility that there is. And, um, so I said that and then Tom, or not Thompson, Thunder road would be my second, um, would be the second best. And, uh, he seems to think uh, Riverhead is better than uh, than than Thunder Road, and he said he wanted to come on and have a little debate about it. So um, that's fine with that's, me. I'm I like sure, a debate. Yeah, I'm sure. I
1: mean, like, I don't know what we'd really be debating. You um, you love a Thunder Road. I don't love it nearly as much as you do. Yeah. I, um. I love White Mountain. You don't love it nearly as much as I do. it it is one of those things and we all have personal preferences we all have those things that we like we all have certain vibes that we like that's why we go to different bars that's why we do different things that's why we all that's why there are options (laughs) that's why there are choices but that's why you love a touring series because they drag you to all those different options and even if you don't follow a particular series or whatever if you just like racing go to all of them make your own form your own opinion you know, do what do whatever it is that you need to do to create the essay that you need to read to the class. Um that, that's that's my opinion on it. I think that if this is something that you enjoy, if this is something that you want to be a part of and give back to, you need to go to all of them because without you going to those racetracks, you're not gonna be around.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I'm trying <laughs> to think about what, what it would even be my P three because I, I love White Mountain, but there's just no bar, you know.
1: <laughs> there is no bar. No, no, it's tough. That, it's tough. It, it, Thunder Road to me is just it is it is it is it's okay. You know, I don't hate it by any means. It's a gorgeous racetrack. It's a very historic racetrack. It's cool, but I don't feel the need to go there every day. Um, White Mountain, I love White Mountain. I love Beechridge. I love Oxford for what Oxford is in terms of the history and everything behind it. And you know, Richard Petty has won at Oxford Plain Speedway. That's that's a cool stat in and of itself. You know what I mean and Um, now I I just it's hard for me to even rank them at this point amongst whatever it is that we've been to or want to go to or like or dislike or whatever because they they all need to be there they're all there for a reason and there's no reason why we can't just bring race cars all of them yeah I'd be I'd I do love all the
0: racetracks. I don't think that there's <laughs> one racetrack that I've been to. I'm like, I fucking hate this place. It's, yeah. I probably wouldn't go back to that facility. I, and I, we go to literally I, I every racetrack. I think of so. one
1: that I've ever been like, I've never coming back here. Yeah.
0: The, the, uh, no, I, I think that if, as long as Stafford is, is P one, everything else is up for discussion. <laughs> I'm not really that, you know, I'm not that big. On, I mean, Thunder road obviously was my favorite for a very long time. I think it, that that place is just beautiful, but, um, also car counts, plays a huge role in in, in my because uh, it's obviously the product that you're going to watch so stafford unbelievable especially with the car counts um watching just even the, the local stuff that friday just the atmospheres was so cool just knowing that it was an srx event the next day people are going for the weekend obviously means the camping lot
1: completely packed um dude even beatridge our- like for the the granite state deal that we just did there was a party scene in the parking lot and it was just a bunch of our friends. You know what I mean? It wasn't even, it wasn't even packed full of campers, but like people felt the need to come and watch and stay and hang out and, you know, create that, that, that vibe. Like I said, that just, you know, this is what we love to do. This is where I want to be for the night. You know what I mean? And, you know, there's not a lot of sports, uh, you know, people don't camp out for hockey games. They don't camp out for baseball, football, whatever, you know, you have tailgating. Sure. That's fine. That's cool. That's its own thing. But there's not really any other sports where people literally drive to the parking lot for an event and sleep in a parking lot to then partake in the festivities the following day. Or just make sure you don't drive home absolutely shit-housed. you know, that you just sleep in the parking lot. You know what I mean? That's That doesn't go for really anything else. Or a Walmart parking or, lot. Or a, well, you get it. But people don't just drive to a Walmart to be like, you know what? No, that fucking that sales coming up tomorrow, maybe Black, well, Friday, yeah, Black yeah. Friday, but that's about it. You you know, people you aren't like you know, sales coming out tomorrow. I'm going to sleep in the parking lot like that doesn't happen.
0: Let's just start tailgating
1: Black Friday. People don't not s- actually go in the store. Why, why would we do that? But just sit outside and just get fucking drunk and watch. Sure to be in fucking homeless. People don't sleep at North Station to go to either a Bruins game or a Celtics game. I'll tell you why people sleep outside my work all the time. Well, OK, that's, okay well, they don't. You, you work at the post office.
0: I know, but it's portland is just not a beautiful
1: city um it's it's cool in places it's, it's very cool, cool from yeah <laughs> certain spots yeah <laughs> other spots you literally might step in human shit uh but or step in a human it's yeah then well, picking the in a human picking yeah <laughs> you're gonna step in a human yeah, there's a chance that's a oh my god Depend on, Depends don't how f- good the
0: fucking sleep it is like, your f- mouth wide open maybe they're dead no well wow yeah, I mean that has. Have you ever pretty stepped quick. on a dead body? No, my God. Are you sure?
1: I'm pretty positive. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like, I, <laughs> you've never just strolled up to work and just stepped on an overdose, real quick? Mm, no? no, no. I usually I tend to
0: step over them. Huh. Yeah, interesting. Try to at least. Um, yeah, but what I was going to say, Friday, even going back to that, our, our good pal Ryan Priest was dick stomping the field in the uh, the open eighty there, and uh, came in for a pit stop. Bad pit stop. Came out about. I don't know, 30-12th or something. <laughs> 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 fucking drove his way back up to second. If there was like five more laps, he probably would have passed Chase Dowling. It was a, it was pretty impressive uh, watching him cut his way back up through the field with a uh, not a lot of time left. But yeah, I just uh, just a great weekend. Doesn't uh, suck at what
1: he does. No, he didn't get to do the All Star race today, though. No, just didn't even bother showing up because well, anyway, the All Star race happened today. Yeah, and it was at Texas for stuff. some fucking reason. Yeah. Um, and they had. I don't even know the rules anymore. There was for forever and always, as far as I knew the all-star race was anybody who had won a race since the last all-star race, won a championship or won the all-star race. That's who was in the all-star race. Now you have Joe Schmuckatelli from Petersville, Pennsylvania to come in and maybe come in through the last chance qualifier the the first time. And then if he doesn't, then it's the second, time maybe, but then he's got a third shot at it. And then like, if he, if he spins around and does a shot and like says something in Hebrew, he he's in like 17th or something like that. And yeah, but if he does if it's correct pronunciation, he's ninth. Right. Yeah. yeah. And then there's a redraw. Yeah. And and then, the, then all of a sudden it goes from Charlotte to Texas <laughs> and, and, and then, the, then we're like, wait a minute. And then, then you have people who haven't won races that are in the all-star race but like because you paid a zillion dollars for this charter thing, you're in the race, but then like maybe you're not sometimes and and then like you yeah. you have a calzone, I think. I don't know what the let's, rules are. Let's
0: just let's just make it so everyone that owns a charter, including all twelve Rick Ware cars, they have to load up and head to Texas for an open race that they have no chance of even competing in At or finishing they in had the top to go. ten of an
1: eighteen car field. If you have a charter in NASCAR, you had to go to the race. Oh yeah. That being said, if you don't make the race, like if you don't go in through the L C Q or the, the whatever the qualify, you you made zero dollars. Oh, yeah. No, yeah, you you got to spend all of the dollar bills to show up to Texas to make zero dollars. They, they and then, could, they, 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 they're... then they're saying this charter deal is cost effective for these teams to make money because they're they're guaranteed some sh- I'm like that doesn't even make sense to me. So then Ryan Priest, who somehow got boned out of driving the 47, goes to the 37. Has some weird deal where now all of a sudden all the attentions on Dick Stenhouse. I'm gonna assume
0: it's because he didn't have
1: Nos as a sponsor. Well, yeah, exactly. He doesn't have the seven trillion dollars to bring like you know Stenhouse's, which is fine. He's put himself in that position where he can do that. But now there's one team at JTG that has a charter, the other one doesn't. So Ryan Priest just doesn't even show up because it's like he would have had to start last, and then again, like. Say a prayer, uh, throw a hail mary, swear at some homeless guy, or throw something. the hail
0: mary and catch the hail mary, yeah, to, like, and then jump back
1: in the car, right? And then like do a backflip inside the car, yeah. And then, like, maybe he can start fifth. And then
0: make sure Carl Edwards is riding shotgun in case he actually did win so then they could do a backflip off the car synchronized.
1: Right. And then if they both land at the same time, like, I think he won. Yeah. But, like, I'm not – I'm still but not gotta sure. But we got
0: to go to instant replay and slow it way, way down and make sure their feet hit the ground at the
1: exact same time. Right. And then this is just, like, the qualifiers. Yeah. <laughs> 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 then and then he the, has a race to run. Yeah. And then there's the show. And, and what was – already a very convoluted fucked up format to begin with oh yeah it's now like 37 stages that are like 14 laps a piece that like you do one lap one way and then you stop and then you have to like get out run around the car get back in go the opposite way on the racetrack go through
0: pit road down the tunnel outside you got to stop at a chick-fil-a yeah but they're closed on sunday so then you have to go somewhere
1: else but then you have to like go to go to fort whatever brag i think it is in texas there you gotta and brag go, and you have to go down the runway to someone about the, who you are the airstrip
0: i'm a watermelon farmer and then, and then you, you gotta, gotta drive back off. to
1: the racetrack or somehow and then like then maybe you win a million dollars yeah I, I yeah again i i might be wrong or you could just be kyle larson I think. <laughs> <laughs> apparently he doesn't suck at driving race cars no like even a little bit it doesn't matter if it's dirt asphalt winged not winged, fender no fender Late model, NAS, you know, NASCAR, Cup car, trucks—it doesn't matter. Say what you want He's about it. Like
0: people, people always talk shit about the NASCAR cars nowadays and the package and how they're like stuck to the ground and it takes no skill because they're not sliding or oh. up and around and everything. And but sure, but Kyle Larson can jump out of the car tonight and go win a fucking dirt late model race tomorrow, or he could win a sprint tomorrow. car race tomorrow, tomorrow. Um, and he's done that time and time again. So it's cool to see he doesn't even doesn't I'm only win on the NASCAR circuit. Like every day, the I said I would,
1: and tomorrow, oh. Kyle Larson probably <laughs> go win a late model race. To be honest with you, <laughs> he could, he that that he could win the fucking scooter race if there was one. I'm sure, but yeah, he's he's just pretty so, not bad. At me what he does. me being a big Hendrick guy growing up, I'm loving. <laughs> I'm, I'm just glad the five is back. Yeah, the five looks good. Looks it's great. a single-digit number. Yep, it's a good font. It's a good-looking race car. Loving every minute. Of he me. doesn't suck at what he does. I liked Terry Labonte when I was a kid. Yep, Casey Kane, whatever. I like the five. It's a good-looking race car. Mm. It is.
0: Does yeah. the wins now? Yeah, they they do they do the wins a lot. Actually, I won one hundred and fifteen dollars, so I'm basically filthy because rich. he won the All Star. Yeah. What was the bet though? Uh, actually, I had. I don't remember. I, I only I only had uh, like fifteen dollars in my DraftKings after I entered into um Gary Babino's little DraftKings pool there and uh that paid like sixty I think. And then uh I entered in his five dollar contest, twenty five of us. I took home P one and won wow. fifty six, fifty seven dollars. So so you add both of those together and you win some money, yeah, yeah. So I got a little bit of the, the I got a little bit of the check, the one million dollar check. Wow. So yeah. Huh, rich. Congrats! Thank you so much. Yeah, I'd like to just, like, thank the boys back at the shop. <laughs> uh, boys back
1: at the motor shop, doing a real good job. Yeah, yeah. he's
0: no, 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 bringing an incredible fucking piece to the racetrack,
1: <laughs> dude. At one point last night, oh, I woke oh, up sore. Boy. I woke up sore. You woke up like sore. you read about, like in the butt area. No, 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 you no. You no, did not stay no. at Scene's house. No, no, no,
0: no. So Scene didn't touch your butt. No, I'm not saying that either. I'm just uh, saying oh, that it's happened oh. so many times that it's. So he may have touched. No, head. I'm just kidding. Um, so Are you, though? sore. Uh, dead, no, well, maybe. Um, <laughs> I sore. Like my arm hurt. My both my knees hurt. My shin hurt. I had a calf cramp. Like a Rita belt. you read about. That dying? was the dehydration. But no, at one point last night, I jumped on the back of a golf cart. Um this wasn't a, a typical golf cart. It didn't have like the, the, the roof rack thing that you could hold on to. It just was like a golf cart with the the, the things that any th- typically any, have a golf, golf cart club. story,
1: especially at Stafford. Usually never ends ends really. It just Or it ends very poorly. Is there a video? Is that what you're pulling no, out? No,
0: no there, there's no video. There's like Because um, videos are great for an audio. Program. Oh it would it would be it, it, it would, be, it would be hilarious if there was a video specifically because of the fact that um I jumped on this golf cart um and I was riding it for maybe 4 seconds there was another human with me we we don't name names um but we both Rhymes jumped with we both jumped on the back of this golf cart which there's racks that are supposed to hold golf clubs, which uh-huh. they're not great to hold on to. Um there was a there was a left hand turn that was made. We were on the golf cart for all of five seconds, golf cart cut up to speed, we both fell off in each direction, each way. And I don't necessarily know how neither of us actually got really hurt, because I think we're both alive to tell the story. Well at least one of you is. Yeah, yeah. From what I know. He the, or she. The oh it's a he and he uh, he might be he might have been dead previously to this
1: interesting yeah it's a lot
0: from a from another hit that happened at one point or another that you were involved in, I believe. Um, Oh, that guy. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) (laughs) I know who that is. Yep. So, um... Rhymes with... No, it doesn't. No, it doesn't. Sure doesn't. Because he he usually tells me not to tell these stories on the podcast. Makes sense. He didn't. If I say it, could you bleep it out? Well, that's a lot more work than I would like to do tonight. So... So it was... (laughs) Can you tell I want to go to bed at some <laughs> point? <laughs> I didn't even fucking say it. I I'm just ready wanted to scream. Yeah, me too. Oh, uh,
1: fuck. All right. What a weekend. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Ep- yeah. Episode 119. So is there any housekeeping left?
0: I don't know. There probably is. but I wore fat
1: had sunglasses all weekend. Um, What else did I do? Mm. Oh, I have Rhino Classifieds on the race car. Yep. They're cool people.
0: I spent all my free time during this weekend while I wasn't interviewing some of my, uh, some of the, some famous people, um, some of my heroes growing up. I spent my time on Rhino Classifieds.
1: Did you? Just,
0: yeah. Wow. Just potting around. Did you find a race car to buy? Uh, no. No. I, oh, all
1: right. That wasn't a cool story.
0: Okay. Um. Yeah. What nice. else did I do? Oh, I was on Circle B
1: Diecast all the time. Were you? Yeah. Just.
0: Oh, I saw the guys
1: from the Graphics Coupe. Mm. They made our new merch order, apparently. Great people. We have a banner now. Yes. I saw Derek Griffith at the racetrack. Wow. We had a celebrity in the house. He showed up. Was was, he signing autographs I was pushing my bush car to the tech area, and I saw him walk over. I was like, you don't belong here. He's like, yeah, I drove from my lady friend's house, and Ah. this was on the way. I was like... You're lying, but that's okay. And then he just wanted to watch racing. race. Him. I was like, that's pretty pretty cool. Yeah. Pretty cool. Right? The guy, Derek Griffith, the literary race is all of it, all the time. Was literally in Berlin, fucking not Germany, but the, the one that's here, Michigan. Is that right? Does that sound right? Yeah. And he did the NASCARing over there. Didn't suck, apparently. Got second, I believe. Mm-hmm. And then just, you know, I'm driving home. I'm going to stop at Beatridge to watch the Granite State race. Just hung out. Mm. that's badass to me that's fucking pretty cool uh we like a Derek griffith he can stay the whole family can stay oh i
0: cannot wait until the pictures come out from friday night at stafford so let's just say sean foster big roman candle guy he had like a bazooka arm looking thing made of pvc pipe show you a bazooka arm (laughs) (laughs) it won't be mine but i'll show it to you oh Okay. Um so so there's a there's a handle in one thing where you, you stick your you fist it, you hold the handle, and then the other side has a, a solid bottom. So you're
1: fisting the bazooka. Yeah.
0: And the, the there's front, the Roman candle back hole. The Roman candle yes. The Roman oh candles yeah. uh, are sticking out of the other end. So you're holding it like like you're fucking iron man like or whatever the guy. i guess yeah I don't think um maybe. a transformer uh, something Could so be. you're holding like the, the the things in the air so sean gives it to my friend tyler johnson um tyler johnson's never really been to stafford before so he's finally getting introduced to the shenanigans that are going on we like tyler johnson we do yes yeah, so he li- uh, sean lights one of the roman candles ty goes i don't i don't like this drops the whole thing on the ground <laughs> roman that was candles not the right that. <laughs> roman- <laughs> yeah shit face roman candles get shot into the ground which is fine and then no, it's not fine because well, <laughs> they ricochet. <laughs> so D- Daniel and uh, Eugene, great friend, great guy, took Big was pin. taking pictures of Tyler with the like holding the thing, and the pictures looked incredible. And I was just in the background, just like watching it happen. And I'm like, oh, I need to be the one with the thing with the arm. So Sean gives me one of them, gives uh, gives Mike Perry the other one. Oh, Eventually, okay. I end up with both of them on. And this whole time, like I'm telling you, they they were probably. 25 roman candles in each of these things there was gasoline involved to get them lit um which is always good (laughs) (laughs) right and uh so then we were just like basically at one point i had both of them just holding them straight up in the air and i was like living it like just i cannot wait till the pictures are daniel basically looked at the pictures saturday morning and goes i don't know how someone didn't get (laughs) hurt last night
1: that's 90 percent of the shit that we do though it's there like, was how is someone not dead
0: so much fire <laughs> <laughs> like there was just a lot of there was just a lot of like fire going off a lot of flames um, yeah a lot of flames <laughs> gasoline like i said was involved kind of sketchy um it's but fine. yeah everything's fine we live to tell the Let story yeah so that was episode
1: 119 episode like, 119
0: who's the 19 you're the 19 no, oh the 19. i forgot
1: you're gonna be the picture yeah that's tough jeremy mayfield mm. bill elliott Bill Elliott, yes. Brian Cruza. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um nineteen Carl Edwards. Yeah. Yeah. Uh the Mexican guy there. Uh Dan Mexico. Samuel Duarez. Mm, same um, guy. Who else? All true X. Yep. Um uh, the nineteen. The nineteen. We're missing so many. Travis Lovejoy, because they made him go from, well, he was in 19, a question mark, and then it was a 7, and then, yeah. Um, the 19. I feel like that's got to be a popular number. Oh, it definitely is. 19. <laughs> I, I, I... Oh, um, nope. Pinkham was 91. Sorry for the dyslexia. Uh, 19. <gasps> Oof! I can like picture... Ellis Smith. can picture a I car. believe is a go-kart at Bartlett that is a 19. I'm pretty confident in that. It's a pink number. 19. <laughs>
0: oh, boy. Yeah, this I can picture like three cars that I just don't know. Who What's is. the car look like? Spot me here. Well, th- th- this one in particular is literally just a black car with like... I think it honestly... I don't know who it was. It was a... Um,
1: Pass? Act? Modified. No, I'm starting
0: to... It was a street stock. I'm starting to think it was probably just
1: Travis Lovejoy. <laughs> <laughs> Weird. <laughs> I don't 19. know who... Maybe it was... It so was, many people are screaming right now. Nineteen. Huh. Yeah. No. Nineteen. Well, we tried. <laughs> Did we? No, not really. Not really. No. Nineteen. I don't know. Fuck it. You're looking something up right No, I'm, I was just reading a message from something that someone said. Uh, that's just bizarre. Did can I go to weekend? bed now? Yes. Yeah. All right. So this has been episode 119. We uh we love all you guys. I'm gonna go to bed. Go go to all our sponsors' stuff. Go buy a diecast off of Plan B. Buy your sunglasses from Fatheads. If you're gonna buy a race car, do it off of Rhino Classifieds. If you're going to buy stickers, either go to Elevate Designs or the Graphics Coupe. Uh, what else? Oh, if you're looking for your news, go to anyracingnews.com. Mikey LaForte III. I'm just trying to stall here, so Bradley's doing some research. Yeah, we got a picture sent to us. Uh, head, real head Oh, ra- Picard. That's a Picard-looking car. That looks like Ben Ashline's NASCAR, well, but with a 1.9 instead of a 99. Yeah, Kind of. I'll text it over to you. Alright. But uh, yeah. All right. That was one nineteen. One nineteen. Race car, race car, here we go, race car.